everybody. This is so exciting today. We are here at the podcast to talk about a 12-year show that just ended last week. It's going to be really fun. We're talking about the Big Bang Theory, about the finale, and also just our overall thoughts about the show. I'm Rachel, and my very good friend Steve from The Lawn Gnome is here to talk about it. Hi, thank you so much for having me back on your show, Rachel. It's great to actually work with you again so soon. I know. Yeah, we just barely did a really fun uh, throwdown. Is that would a versus you, episode. I call it a versus, versus episode. Yeah, we did a versus episode of of the Clone Wars versus the Star Wars Rebels shows, and I was on side Rebels. And I narrowly, narrowly lost to my very good friend, <laughs> Jonathan North, uh, and he was arguing for the uh, Clone Wars. So that was really a fun one. And I'll put a link to that, uh, that episode in the description section. You guys should check it out. Yeah, it was uh, fun. For people that don't know you, uh, why don't you introduce yourself just a little bit? Well, as you've already said, my name is Steve. I am your friendly neighborhood lawn gnome on YouTube. I've been on YouTube making my own content for nine years. I cannot believe that. So almost as long as the run of the Big Bang Theory. But um, I've been on YouTube for all this time talking about everything popular culture, movies, music, television, books. I like to incorporate things like Funko Pops. I also like to do helpful instructional videos for just life in general. And, you know, it's definitely been a very challenging year for me this year, but the fact that it took nine years for me to reach that point and just sometimes have extremely frustrating days on YouTube, that's not so bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, what I really appreciated about you is that you're so good about in, in finding these small channels, encouraging other people, and uh, you're definitely one of the first to encourage me and to to offer to work with me. We did a very uh, early early collaboration on the uh, underrated, uh, lesser yeah. known. Uh, animated films and that was really yeah, fun my, yeah that was when I started collaborating with people on my segment which is called 10 for 12 which is a uh, top 10 list of a pop culture item and I always want to make sure that I collab with someone that really knows the topic just as well as I do so it really yeah. works out for the better yeah I really appreciate that I think that that is just such a good way of kind of boosting people's confidence, making them feel empowered. And, you know, at the end, we're, we're not doing this to be famous, uh, at least most of us, I don't think, but yeah. we're doing it to find a community, to find uh, people that we can relate to. And so I think that that's a really great thing that you do to say, you're welcome in the community and I'm going to reach out to and so why don't you tell people your experience, how you heard about the show, uh, what, how you became a fan of the show? Oh, this, this is a story. And yeah. <laughs> I got to say, I am someone who lives such an ordinary, mundane life. I mean, this is not a joke. When I went out on dates long before I met my wife, I actually had to talk about stories that about my friends' experiences 
for the sake of just getting them to enjoy the conversation and maybe laugh a little bit. And at the same time, I'd always say, I have nothing exciting in my life. So here's some of my friends' inventors, here's what they do. And even though I'm sort of on the, uh, on the fly on the wall in the whole situation, it still makes somebody laugh. But this is one of the few things that makes me proud to actually have a story. So we'll go back to 2007 a couple of months before CBS aired the pilot. So my best friend, one of my very best friends, he was going to school for film editing in Arizona. And in 2006, it was his 25th birthday and he wasn't in New York to celebrate his birthday, this milestone birthday, 25, with his friends. He had to be in school. The terminal was a little bit weirder. It's not like your typical college schedule. There were courses in the summer and courses in the winter and not that many in the spring or the fall. You get the idea. But when he knew that his 26th birthday was coming up, he just said to me and a whole bunch of other people one day says, who wants to celebrate my 26th birthday in Las Vegas? And we were all like, hell yeah. So I was one of 14 people that went on a group trip to Las Vegas in the summer of 2007. And we were there for seven, night, for seven days and six nights. That's how much fun and how long we stayed there. So it was my last day. And because of the fact that there were so many of us, we sometimes would just, you know, split up and do our own thing on the strip, whatever we wanted to do. So I was with two of my other friends and we were in the MGM Grand Hotel. And we were just looking around and we saw an MTV store. So we walked in there and we looked around, saw a couple of cool t-shirts, a couple of cool CDs and whatnot. And then we walked out of the store and the minute we walked out, a guy, who obviously worked for the MGM Grand because he had a badge on him. He was in a fancy suit and he said to me, I saw you guys checking out the MTV store. And we were like, yeah, it was pretty cool. He says, well, let me ask you guys a question. We're actually holding a focus group over there. And he just pointed in that direction for a brand new comedy that's going to be airing on CBS this fall. If you participate and answer a couple of questions, we'll give you each a $20 gift card to the MTV store. So we were like, we've got nothing else to do today. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> and lo and behold, it was the pilot for the Big Bang Theory. Oh and my, my friend who was there with me, I was with my friends Scott and Brad, and my friend Brad was so excited before we were because he was a huge Roseanne fan. So he loves Johnny Galecki. So that was already a plus for him. But watching that pilot, I was so happy to see full-on nerddom on a television show. I think the part of the episode that slated it for me was when Wallowitz met Penny for the first time and was trying to flirt with her by showing her his World of Warcraft account. And as me and a few of my other friends who were actually on the trip with us in Vegas played World of Warcraft, I was like, oh my God, if one of my friends actually was trying to flirt with a girl, he would totally do this. <laughs> so I was, I, I fell in love with this show instantaneously. 
And ironically, there were also a couple of other shows, but they were only trailers. One of them was actually the trailer for another successful show, Gossip Girl, which is pretty cool. But um, I filled out the survey and you know that you like the show when you don't even remember you're getting a gift card for this, for this focus group. Yeah. So I filled out all the questions and I was like, please put this show on the air. It was fantastic. I love the pilot. I never would have anticipated this show to last as long as it did. I would have thought maybe five seasons at most. Never in my life would I thought 12. But there are so many other reasons towards the re- towards why I feel it got what it received. But we'll go into that a little bit later. But yeah, yeah that's my story. That is so cool. I, the only time I have ever been in a focus group was I was for actually a very early screening of The Greatest Showman. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, and they, it was brilliant on their part. Although I don't know how accurate, because the movie is just like so Utah. There's so many things about that movie that is just very, very, very Utah. And, uh, and so I don't know how like accurate to the whole country or whatever really it was. But uh, yeah, we got it really early. They didn't have the special effects. They didn't have a lot of, you know, all this stuff uh, with the animals and other things like that. Uh, and uh, I really enjoyed it. But basically, when thanks to this focus group, I was on board the Big Bang Theory train from day one, and I was just so proud to know that, yeah. especially looking back after last Thursday. Did you see a lot of changes, or was it basically pretty much the same uh, from what you but saw? No, the, the, thing, the thing was, the focus group, the pilot that we saw was because of the fact that it was literally going to be on the air in literally less than a month and a half. So Mm -hmm. it was pretty much exactly what we got. I know that there was uh, an alternate pilot, the original pilot, which um, when I met my wife, she actually, knowing that she was a fan also, that was also a big plus for me, but she said to me, did you ever see the original pilot? I was like, I had no idea there was an original pilot. And she actually sent me a link to it and I watched it. And I will say this, I'm glad I saw the real pilot because the first one was horrible. Oh. Absolutely horrible. I, didn't they, weren't they originally planning to make Penny kind of a, a tough and more like grizzled type character? No, as a matter of fact, that was one of their friends. I think that Raj wasn't, I can't remember if it was, if it was Raj or if it was Wallowitz, but one of them was not one of Leonard and Sheldon's friends. It was a tough talking tomboy girl. Okay. Yeah. But it, yeah. yeah. And, and then they, they auditioned Kaylee and she was so great and so sweet that they, you know, were like, okay, we have to change this around. I guess, yeah, Kaylee Cuoco wasn't the original Penny. It was a different pretty character. girl. So also just the whole aesthetic and the atmosphere of the original. So, I mean, like they didn't even have the same apartment. The apartment was so weird. And I was just saying to myself, wow, I'm really glad that they made the changes that they did because I think the show would have flopped. Yeah. I, I can't remember when I first heard about the show and I thought, oh, I don't know about the show, but I think not positive on this, but I know it started on Monday nights and that's when yes. How I Met Your Mother was. Yes. And so I think that's why I ended up watching it because I was a huge How I Met, How I Met Your Mother fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think that's how I started. And then I ended up getting, I, you know, I'd watch it sort of sporadically here and there, whatever. And then I got the, uh, 
I think they had the first two seasons really cheap, which is so smart to do. These studios should do that for, uh, and, and thank goodness, because they, they didn't do all that well the first season. It didn't even make the top 50 in the first season. And thank goodness, you know, I guess the power of Chuck Lorre, the power of you know the team, they believed in the show enough that they kept it going, which a lot of times, a lot of shows don't have that blessing, have that benefit. And they kept going with it. And it eventually kind of grew, but I, I watched those two seasons and I just thought it was so funny and so sweet that I, I became just really attached to it and I've had it on the DVR ever since. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan, as you can plainly see. I'm just yeah. really excited to add season 12 to my collection because the minute it comes out on DVD, I'm going to buy it and then I'm going to rewatch the entire series because my wife still has not seen the entirety of the first two seasons. Oh. She started watching it season three. And ironically for me, uh, when I was collecting them on DVD, I stopped watching them when they were on the air because I basically said to myself, I'm going to get the DVD in September and then I'm going to watch the whole show in one setting. But I had never steered clear from the show. I never started to stray. I thought that the first season, it had its faults. But I loved how they really tried to incorporate all the nerdiness and stuff like that into the first season as best as they possibly could. And I always thought that the banter in the first season between Sheldon and Penny was priceless. I loved it so much. Yeah. And the second season, I think, is still the best season. And I think it's just because of the fact that there are just so many episodes in that second season that everybody loves. I mean, my favorite episode is still The Penny Blossoms. That is my favorite episode. Yeah, it's really good. Because just Sheldon high on caffeine is the funniest thing on earth. And the end of the episode is the best part when he literally thinks he's the Flash running all over the apartment. I, I can never stop laughing at that show. I even countless times just found the clip on YouTube just so I could watch it because yeah. it's just that funny. Yeah, I think my... I think my favorite episode, I mean, I love, I'm a big Christmas person, but the, the Christmas episode, I forget when it is, but when Penny gives the napkin, I think that is probably my favorite episode of the show. That is That's so funny. Favorite. That's a him, big fan favorite. Yeah, him debating, what should I get? What should I get? <laughs> he ends up getting all these, he has this whole strategy and and then they end up getting the, the hug and it's the Saturnalia miracle. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a very it's a very cute episode because it's the very first time that he actually hugs Penny. Yeah, it's really cute. Yeah. Uh, but we'll talk more about that. So yeah, it took until the fourth season for it to become the number one rated comedy, and I think it's held that uh, ever since. I think pretty much. And uh, yeah, the fifth season became really big, and uh, and then it's it's just been huge ever since i i think i mean i still watched it every week there were a couple seasons where i feel like they didn't quite know what to do with the girls or how to use the girls in the right way that became a little rough for me but uh but there were still always enough funny episodes kind of throughout that it it, it still was worth it to me and, uh, and then I feel like the last two seasons have really been strong, and I think they ended very strong. So we're going to talk about the finale, 
and then kind of just talk about some of these other things as we talk about through this finale episode. I mean, would you agree that this last season has been pretty good? Well, it's funny that you mentioned that. I want to, I want to expand a little bit about that because I want to um, add to what you said. I have said this to countless people. When Melissa Rauch and Mayim Bialik came onto the show, that is where I really thought that the show took a turn for the best because they added so much to the original cast that was there. And I really think that that was where we, I think it was thanks to Amy and Bernadette where all the characters really finally got their opportunity to grow. Because as great as the first three seasons were, it was starting, especially when you take a look at the, se- at the third season, it started to get a little stale and repetitive because it seemed to me that nothing was really happening. But especially in the season finale of season three, when Amy Farrah Fowler meets Sheldon Cooper and you see it's Blossom, I'm like, oh God, something's happening here. I kind of thought that season five, I believe season five is the year where Bernadette and Howard got married. And I really didn't like that show, that, that season. I thought that seasons five and six were a bit stagnant. And I think that's based on what you said. They really didn't know where they were gonna go. But when season seven happened, then it just went right back to where it was. But it was a whole new show for me because it wasn't just about the nerddom. It was about life. And you saw them all taking new steps in their lives. I mean, I never, I still think that the, the best, the happiest moment for me and my wife together, because that was when we were watching it together and we had already been married was when Sheldon proposed to Amy. That was such a beautiful moment on the show because you wanted Sheldon to finally reach that level. And after he reached it, it was just it was just, I think, something that all the fans wanted. If there's one thing the show did so well, it's fan service. And you get so much of that in the season, in the series finale. Yeah. Yeah. So it starts out, they're waiting for this call from the Noble Committee. We've had this whole season, yeah. this back and forth between uh, Amy and Sheldon on this symmetry law whatever that they don't ask me to explain that but anyway this thing that they've they the paper that they've done and uh, it had gotten claimed by these other two uh scientists and then finally they got ownership of it so there's back and forth and so they're waiting there in uh, in the apartment for the call from the noble committee and there's a couple little jokes you know waiting kripke uh prank calls them and I've really, <laughs> I really love Kripke. He's the worst, but he's so funny. Everybody loves Kripke. He's the character you love to hate on the show, but you love the fact that you hate him too because he's just such a funny character. He adds so much to the show. Yeah, he was always fun whenever he would. He was always a good, pretty good villain. Pretty good because yeah. he's he's basically like a world worldwide Sheldon. <laughs> he's like he's thinks he's so cool. But anyway, was that was funny. Yeah. 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 And then I, and then Amy ends up getting the call and then they've won. And I loved that little sort of group hug that they all did, which I think it goes back to the main theme of the show is about friendship. Mm-hmm. And that was a big theme for this finale. And I think that was really, really wise to do uh, because for me, some of those seasons where I said they didn't really know what to do with the girls, I think the show became 
too relationship based and I missed that group dynamic of them yeah. all being together. Mm-hmm. And so it was all just a whole bunch of kind of sex jokes and, and just about these various relationships. And that wasn't the show to me. And yeah. so I, I feel like they did, uh, then they kind of course corrected and re- kind of remembered that it was about the team. And there's this whole YouTube video called the adorkable misogyny of the big bang there. And if you've seen yeah, I've seen it. And it's, it's rubbish. I hate it. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that at all. I, I, that's no. just, you know what that is? That's just political correctness and SJWs just trying to ruin anything that people like. Yeah. And that's all it is to me. I've watched that video at least three times. And every single time I watch it, it just makes me angry because I don't yeah. agree with it. I don't. No. No, because the thing about it is that you could literally cherry pick quotes from any show, even the most progressive shows that these people think are, you could definitely do it for 30 Rock. You could definitely do it for Frasier. You could definitely do it for Murphy Brown. Like whatever show that people think is like so elevated, they all make jokes about relationships and about sex and about, and about you know, men doing stupid stuff and women doing stupid stuff because the characters don't learn and grow if they don't make mistakes and have to, and like, it's a sitcom. They're trying to make us laugh. It's, yes. it's not a drama. And so the way that you make them laugh in most comedy is by people being stupid and learning and being like, oh, that was the, that, why did I say it that way? That was stupid. And so this show is not any different than any other show. In my opinion, it's not any more misogynistic or whatever it might be than any other comedy show that makes jokes about relationship, sex, uh, dating, and men and women. <laughs> like, right, but Rachel, you should know that SJWs don't laugh. They don't have a sense yeah. of humor. Everybody knows that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the thing I think that that is that that whole video completely missed is that uh, it's kind of like people get caught up in the Simpsons about sort of the, the antics and the, 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 the crassness that sometimes you can have, but at the core, it's a family show. It's about a family. That's the core. They love each other. They're, they're there for each other in the end there. And it's the same thing here, but, but it's about friends. It's about friendship and how you are loyal to your friends and the importance of friendship and like I said, I think they've really nailed that here in this finale. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I still think one of the, well, like you said about family, I mean, look at how many times their parents and siblings have actually been in yeah. the show itself. I mean, That's I true. still think one of the one of the cutest episodes is the episode where Sheldon and Penny are actually having a very serious fight. And how does Penny finally get Sheldon to say, I'm sorry, he calls his mother. <laughs> Which is what she calls his mother. That's really the cutest thing in the world. Like I love the fact that they actually decided to do that. Or the whole or the whole episode when they were on the train and Sheldon needed Penny to open up a box and she found the letters from his grandmother. It's just so cute. It's absolutely adorable. And Howard's mom. Come on. Yeah. Well, she was so funny. And also, like, Christine Baranski was hilarious anytime that she was on. She was the best as Leonard's. Uh, kind of a uh, research obsessed cold mother yeah. and uh and then because i think almost anybody can relate to that because you have these parents that i mean not parents you have these you have these family members that you love but you do not connect with them 
on most levels. Yeah, it's I mean, they're, they're, most, their relationships are so relatable. They really are. Yeah, and, and, and certainly that's the case with, I mean, Laurie Metcalf, so great as Sheldon's mother. Yeah, I love her as an actress. I think she's incredible in anything that she does, but she was just all, all her episodes were almost always hilarious. I love her as Sheldon's mom. Just yeah. in case and you didn't know, her daughter plays Sheldon's mom in Young Sheldon. Oh, really? That's yes. interesting because I, because I missed watching that show. I need to go back now and watch I'm it. About at the very end. Yeah, we will. Definitely but sure. um, but I saw that clip that you sent me, and I'm like, wow, she sounds just like her. They did a really good job. That's that's Lori Metcalf's daughter, and that's, that's really again, funny. I don't want to go off on a tangent here. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I want to focus on the Big Bang Theory right now. <laughs> but they, they, they have the group hug, and then they have the iconic theme song from the Bare Naked Ladies. Which is and wonderful. And it's definitely, I think, one of the more memorable theme songs. Would you agree? I would say in the last 20 years, the two best theme songs of sitcoms, besides, besides How I Met Your Mother, that's a cute little theme song, but I think the two best ones were actually performed by actual bands, and that is the Bare Naked Ladies Big Bang Theory, and they might be giants doing the theme song for Malcolm in the Middle. Those are two mm. of the best theme songs from sitcoms in the past 20 years, I think. I love the Bare Naked Ladies theme song. I really do. Yeah, it's, it's really, really fun. Yeah. And so let's talk about our lead characters. Just kind of go through, talk about. So, of course, the the iconic, the most memorable character, you have Sheldon Cooper. And you really got a good feel in this finale kind of of, of his role in the show is to kind of be irritating and frustrating, but people in the end end up loving him. And how do you think that they're able to kind of walk that line is it because Jim Parsons so likable is it because he has they have such chemistry with the other members or what do you think makes Sheldon a because he is a selfish character so much of the time but yet we still like him why how do you think they do that it's just because of the fact that everybody no matter who you are or where you come from you're always going to have that one friend that is extremely selfish but even though that person is always selfish and always thinking about himself or herself, at the, at the strangest times, you're going to actually see that that person really does care about you, even if it's in their own specific way. I mean, the way that I look at it is, if your friend is so annoying and really doesn't like you, then why does that person still keep calling you on the phone? Why does that person still come over to your house? Why does that person want to talk about everything and anything with you, even though you know that person can be annoying, can't be selfish? It's because that person treats you as their friend in such a strange way. And I think mm -hmm. that that's one of the few reasons why Sheldon Cooper is so relatable, because he's an imperfect human being, even though he is a genius not everybody is perfect entirely. There's everybody's just got faults, even when they're very, very smart. They just don't know the real world that's in front of their face because they're just so wrapped up in everything that they know and love. And that's why I think that Sheldon is so relatable. I think the thing that makes it work is that he is an honest character. That's also he, true. He is not trying to hurt anybody. He's never trying to be intentionally mean. 
and he just he just is who he is and i think that that is what makes you tolerate like thinks funny all that kind of stuff is because uh, he he's he's truthful about everything and he wow. just doesn't have that filter and i think th for a long time there's always been sort of characters in literature characters and things like someone like sherlock holmes for instance that's just brilliant but really pretty rude and really pretty difficult and and whatever uh but uh because they're you know honest characters uh they you you become attached to them yeah i mean i think the best way that he shows his friendship is throughout the show is his relationship with penny because yeah. I think one of the most iconic scenes in the show is when Bernadette comes over to Leonard and Sheldon's apartment for the first time and she's about to sit in Sheldon's spot and everybody's mm. like, no. And then Penny basically does the explanation as to why that Sheldon's spot and Sheldon just looks at her and says, there may be hope for you yet. I was like, that just shows you that he's actually happy that she knows him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cute. And I loved at the end, of the uh, of the finale when he introduces not just Leonard as his best friend but also Penny. Yeah, that was really that was, that was really nice. That was a very uh, very nice thing to see. Yeah, and so yeah, Leonard played by Johnny Galecki. He's definitely our straight man. He's our foil to the uptight <laughs> Sheldon, and I think you need that dynamic. Otherwise, you're just it just would be too much. It'd be too frustrating. And I think after he won the Emmy, which was like in season five or six, something like that. Um, I think that they went a little Sheldon heavy. Yeah. And yeah. you need that balance with Leonard really to kind of make it work. And then they kind of learned and, and then you know toned it down a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I love Johnny in this role. I think that he's just so sweet and so likable and uh, just easy to root for. Well, that's one of the few things that I th Leonard has always been my favorite character on the show. And it's because of the fact that I saw a lot of myself in him. Not the fact that I had a bad relationship with my mother. I had a wonderful relationship with my mother. But like him, especially when I took a look at my circle of friends, I was always that glue that held mm -hmm. the circle together. Otherwise, it would just crumble. And I also liked him so much because even though he was just as nerdy as the rest of his crew, he was the only one that actually tried very hard to venture out of his comfort zone, which is something that I try to do a lot more often than I did in my youth. Because when I was in high school, I was always the nerdy antisocial kid. But yeah, if I saw a couple of kids talking about sports, I would actually sit down and give my two cents because I knew a little bit about sports. I wasn't as into it as most, but I could name players. I could know what's going on in the world because I followed the news and stuff like that. So I like the fact that when Leonard was trying to court Penny, he tried new things and he wanted to experience things. So I felt that he was like the all around person in this show. And also when Bernadette and, um, and Amy come onto the show, you also see him trying to really hold that balance because whenever someone had a very serious issue, he was always the first one that tried to come up with some kind of a solution. 
And I really mm -hmm. appreciated a character like that. I really did. Yeah, I, I agree. And you know, that kind of goes into what made Penny special because she was not only just so sweet played by Kaylee Cuoco, but also uh, she was sort of the real world kind of foil, especially in the early seasons. Like I loved whenever they, <laughs> whenever they kind of made fun of her being from the Midwest. <laughs> Someone, I've, you know, I've served my mission in Indiana uh, and <laughs> she was from Nebraska, but uh, whenever there was those kind of jokes, they would really land and be really funny, I think. And, and she was just sweet. She's another really honest character. She, she was loving, she was kind and she was just, you know, who she was. She wasn't trying to, trying to impress anybody or do anything different. And so I think that's what makes her endearing. Yeah, and I also really appreciated how much, I, if anything, besides Sheldon, I think that her character was also the one that evolved the most because one of the major messages that this show did send was the fact that, you know, pretty women can actually find something nice and endearing in one of the nerdiest people in the world. And that's one of the few things that I love so much about her character because she started off as this woman that constantly dated, you know, the guy that was probably the lead, the, the, the quarterback in high school, you know, the big yeah. athlete, the big jock. But one of the few reasons why she went back to Leonard was because of the fact that here was a guy who actually treated her like a human being. That is why she ended up marrying him because she finally found a guy who treated her the way she really realized she needed to be treated. And yeah. that was such a nice thing to see. It really, because that happens in the real world. It really does. And I really appreciated too sort of the dynamic, even though I felt like they didn't quite know what to do with the girls at first, the dynamic between the three girls. I think one of the best episodes ever of the show was when um, Amy got her the uh, the painting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one was so funny. And you just think of when people give you these gifts. And, and But it was very sweet between them. And uh, but. Yeah, so then there was sort of his initial crew of friends, Leonard's friends. Uh, you had Raj Kapropali, and I'm curious to know from you, do you think that Raj was better when he couldn't talk to girls or better after? Honestly, Raj's character was probably the weakest one. I mean, I liked the whole concept of a guy that couldn't talk around women unless he was drunk because, you know, that's not something that's rare. There are men that are very intimidated by women. It's not, un it's not something that you see often, but it's not something that's unreal. But I think what was a little bit strange about Raj was the fact that he... I think a lot of people questioned his sexuality at the end yeah. of the show. He was very, they really turned him into the metrosexual. And I just personally didn't think that it fit him. I really didn't. I mean, I loved him on the show either way. I thought that he had some of the best facial expressions on the show. And yes, his character did have some really great moments, but I kind of feel that his character was lost in the shuffle. I really felt that there was so much that they could have done with him. 
And I feel that when we finally got to the last season, they really rushed a story with his character. And I really did not like where it ended up because you know, one of the few things that I loved about the season finale, the series finale, I'm sorry I keep saying season, but there was so much fan service, but we still have no idea what's going to happen to Raj. Yeah. Yeah, they had done, the episode before had done this whole sort of, he was going to go with that woman that he'd been engaged to, and then, you know, Howard has kind of the rush to the airport. And there was definitely sort of a lot of jokes about, are they in love with each other? Are they, you know, what's going on? But, uh, but yeah, it wasn't my favorite. I actually think he was probably more funny pre-talking <laughs> pre to, to women than after talking to women. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. He's, he, he was just kind of there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I think that when, the way that your character grows is only because of how you talk to women. It's yeah. not, it's not strong. I mean, like I said, he still was a great character. I mean, he played off of, he and Howard play off of each other so fantastically. He, you know who he also played off of very well? He and Stuart had some yeah. really great moments on the show. I really liked that Stuart was a character that ended up growing with the show as well. Yeah, they kind of changed because when Stuart is first inter introduced, which is a really funny episode when he asks uh, Penny out, he's actually kind of like the cool nerd. And Howard yeah. is, oh, man, I wish I knew how to draw. And he's all, he seems like the, the cool. And then they totally kind of leaned into him being like the most awkward and the most like ridiculous after that. Um, that's Kevin Sussman and, uh, and Raj is played by Kunal uh, and Nair. Uh, but then we had Howard mm -hmm. and Howard, I mean, who would have thought that he, when you first were introduced to him, that he would end up being this family guy. Like that was a real surprise to me. And I don't even, I wonder if they were even planning on that, but they, you know, they have Bernadette go on this date with him. And I, I, I don't know this is a fact, but I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if, they kind of were like, wow, maybe we have something here. And then, you know, kind of took it in a different direction than they were planning, but I don't know. Uh, because they have, so it's uh, Simon Helberg playing Howard and who's, you know, kind of sex obsessed. He's just not a, he's, he's, he's just a crazy character. And I think I preferred him at least at the beginning uh, before he became the family guy. I think I preferred him more in small doses. <laughs> he could be really funny. Uh, but, uh, but when there was a little bit too much, sometimes it was too much, but I did think that him and Melissa Roche, who, who ended up playing Bernadette, had nice, had really nice chemistry and that relationship was really neat to see unfold. Yeah. I mean, I really didn't think that Bernadette was going to be a lingering character. I really thought that she was going to be a flash in the pan, but maybe that's just because of the fact that for all of us who were watching and knew who Howard was and what he was like, we were like, oh my God, he's probably going to lose this one too because he just doesn't know what the heck he's doing. I mean, if there's one thing that I loved so much about him was he had so much confidence in himself, even mm -hmm. though he most likely knew that he was going to just go down in flames no matter what he did. And I really, and I also really liked the fact that he was so persistent to prove himself towards Sheldon because Sheldon 
always demeaned him because he just didn't have a doctorate. Right. (laughs) And I mean, I also like the fact that this was also, I mean, for myself being a member of the Jewish faith, it was actually nice to see an actual, because we never really got a Jewish character on a major sitcom. So I loved some of the things that, I mean, I laughed. I think that if you put me in a room with 20 people and I was the only Jew in the room, no one except for me is going to laugh at the line, mom packed and I love you brisket. That's the one thing that I know that no one who is, is a Jewish is going to get. That's something yeah. that only Jewish people understand because brisket is just like the lifeblood of the Saturday dinner at the fa- at the fam- in the family. Yeah. But I, I really felt that adding Bernadette, as I said, adding her and Mayim Bialik as Amy Bernadette was the first stepping stone to really changing the characters. And I also appreciated the fact that even after Howard got married, he still was the same Howard and he was still learning. I really Mm -hmm. kind of appreciated that because yes, people sometimes don't want to change because he was also like a guy who tried to be the the alpha male so he didn't want to feel demeaned. He didn't want to change. He didn't want to be the guy that groveled at his wife's feet. And I also appreciated the fact that he learned to be a good husband. He learned to be a good father. And especially in the last episode, he's the one that's having the panic attacks about his kids. And I thought that that was just so sweet. I really love that. I love that so much. Yeah, I, I think that two of the highlights of the show is uh, Howard... Uh, going uh, into space that whole yeah. the plot line was really good and and then also i think howard's howard and bernadette's wedding was yeah. definitely one of the best episodes mm-hmm. it was really sweet yeah. and uh, in, in each one of them being part of marrying them like it, it was just again one of those moments of friendship that really really work yeah, and, uh, and yeah and so then you have the last member of the cast is uh, amy farrah fowler played by Mayim Bialik. And it was funny because I think not too long earlier, they had made a joke on the show about why don't we get the, <laughs> why don't we get the actress who played, uh, who played Blossom, who's now a nuclear physicist or whatever. And, uh, and, and then they ended up getting her, which was sort of funny. But, uh, but yeah, I think that it was a pretty tall order to find somebody who would work and feel some chemistry feel some nat- natural i don't know that it wouldn't feel just ridiculous with sheldon and i almost feel like there was no one else that could have done the role well yeah i i mean i i mean when i found out that Maya bialik was actually going to be on the show i was excited i mean like i still remember the first episode she showed up in which was the series three finale and sheldon actually wanted to sit down with her and have a drink with her at the coffee place wherever they were and the best part was it was Howard and Raj that set him up and after they first see her and his reaction and her reaction with Sheldon he Howard turns to Raj and says oh dear lord what have we done like yeah. it was like <laughs> who could possibly be Sheldon's match and she did it beautifully she was one of the best characters on the whole show. I think that she Mm. and Bernadette ended up being my two favorites because I loved how Amy managed to stand up to Sheldon. That's number one. 
And I loved how Bernadette stood up to Howard's mom. That was another big positive because it was really funny how in the end, <laughs> Howard actually married someone who was just like his mom because of that yeah. voice, which was hilarious. <laughs> but Amy's well, Amy's especially because yeah. she usually speaks in such a high-pitched voice uh, that, uh, that I wonder if that actor, if Melissa ended up regretting that because that must have been such a bane also to speak in that voice. But... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was such a contrast to his mother as far as their speaking voice that it was really funny. Uh, but yeah, so in this finale, you have, once they find out they've won the Nobel Prize, you have Sheldon basically freaking out about change and about all these changes. Uh, there's, a, there's all these reporters that are wanting to interview, and then Amy gets a makeover, and he has a not great reaction to it because he's just freaking out about everything. And, uh, last nail in the coffin is the elevator getting fixed. Yes. <laughs> Which from day one, the elevator has been broken. So that was a really fun, I think thing to have in the finale. Yeah. I mean, I was talking with my wife and she told me a really funny story. Uh, the writers actually wanted that to be the last thing that happened on the show, the elevator actually working just to like signify, like just do a nice little curtain call and just finally get the elevator fixed. And then the funny thing was today at lunch, we were talking about, it, I said, I think I know exactly how they could have made it really, really funny. They really, what they could have done was they could have had the last moment of the show having Sheldon and Leonard lugging all the luggage up four flights of stairs. And when the two of them finally get the last two suitcases up, you hear the ding and you see Amy and and Penny standing in the elevator, and Penny says the exact same line. Can you believe it? They finally fixed the elevator. Yeah. Like, I just thought be a, that would have been really funny, <laughs> but you know what? I'm glad it didn't happen, but I am still very happy that the elevator got fixed, especially <laughs> since I love the episode on how we found out how it broke. Yeah, that one. That one's really funny, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, pure, that was pure fan service right there, fixing the elevator. Well, they had a lot of little moments. Like there was the whole explanation of why Leonard wears hoodies. I like uh, that too. <laughs> that was really fun because it wasn't in a, like explaining things that don't need to be explained. Like uh, there's, I don't know. It's just like a fun little detail uh, that, uh, that was just charming. It, you know, it was like a tiny little scene. Uh, and so they didn't, I thought, I thought they did it in just the right way. Yeah. And you also uh, find it that DNA thing. <laughs> that yeah, that was also, I didn't expect <laughs> that part. The elevator I did anticipate getting fixed, but I didn't expect them to actually look at that DNA thing. That was funny. Yeah. And we find out that uh, the tailor had to take in Amy's dress and let Penny's dress out. And Amy is so excited. And that's basically our, they tell us that, that Penny is pregnant. And, uh, and but, but the reason why I guess she was pregnant is because earlier they had this scene with Penny and Sheldon talking about this change and going through the change. And she says to him, the only thing that actually stays the same is that things are always changing. And I loved that whole little scene between the two of them and it really got to that chemistry, I think, between, between those two actors and just two people that couldn't be more different. But, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing in life that there are many friends that I have that I don't have anything in common with except for the fact 
that we like Hallmark movies or we like Survivor or whatever it might be, <laughs> very different. And it's amazing how you really can build a friendship just off of the most, uh, and, and that's, I think, is a, the most obscure random things. And again, I think that's sort of a theme of the show is that these people, even though they're very different in a lot of ways, it's the stuff that they love that kind of has forced them together and to become friends. And, and I think in a lot of ways, their love of Leonard is what actually brought, in the end, brought Sheldon and Penny together. Yeah, but I mean, you're absolutely right. Look at the YouTube community as a whole. Yeah. We, I, I've been saying this for the last couple of years now. In the last, like, maybe two years, I said the funny thing about YouTube is all the kids that were outcasts, black sheep, bullied in high school, all because they liked all of these pop culture things, whether it was books, video games, movies, music, We've all found each other here based on one or two little things that we share in common. Mm -hmm. And look yeah. at the friendships that we've all built because of that. It's just because if you love something so much and you find someone that is willing to share your love of that for one thing, I mean, it's like my brother and I, we're as different as night and day. But I'll tell you the truth. One of the things that we share a massive love for is Seinfeld. We can mm -hmm. talk about Seinfeld together for hours and we'll never get sick of it. And that's, that's an amazing thing. And you're absolutely right. You see that Penny, even though she still has no interest in half, not even half, like maybe 90% of the things that Leonard and Sheldon and the others love, she still manages to find something to latch onto in their personalities that makes them just someone that they, that she wants to be around. Yeah. Yeah. And so then we get a scene with Stuart uh, is going to end up babysitting Hallie and Michael. Had we seen Hallie and Michael? No. Before, and there's really? a reason why. The reason why is because they didn't want to deal with having little kids on the set because it's tough. Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't seen any of the behind the scenes, but I have heard things that Full House in its early years was a nightmare, especially trying to get the Olsen twins to get their lines right. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they didn't have little kids running around and the way that they actually had Hallie and Michael on the show, they did it in a very, very smart manner. I was very impressed with how they did that. But to have them on for one episode, which would be the last, again, it was a little bit of fan service. It was nice to actually see them. It was nice to see one of them look like Bernadette and the other one look like Howard. It was really nice to just see them for one little scene. Yeah. yeah. I really, I'm glad that they actually showed the kids for at least one episode. Yeah. And then you see Amy get her tiara, wearing her tiara and her dress, oh, which I thought was really fun because that was a tiara. big moment of when she gets the tiara from Shelton. That's one of the greatest. Oh God, my wife and I, we quote that scene 
so much. I love that her new Funko Pop is her wearing the tiara. Oh, is it? That's cute. Yeah, That's really yeah. Cute. They 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 find they re they recreated the Big Bang Theory cast in Funko Pops. That's one of the ones that I like, and the other one I really like is um, Leonard in his bathrobe holding a sarcasm sign. Oh, nice. That's really, that's a funny gag too. I also want to add something. I want to add something. I also want to let you know that I was so glad when they found out that was Penny, that Penny was pregnant. I'm so glad that she was excited to actually have a child because at the beginning of the season, when we found out that she didn't want to have kids, I have to tell you, I was really, I got my actual feeling. I was angry at her. Really? Because I thought they handled it because it's totally a valid choice and people don't want to have children. And I felt like they handled it pretty well and showed like a supportive, like they didn't, like Leonard really wasn't nagging her about that. Like I thought they was pretty touching, but I also like that she seemed to groan when she found out that she is pregnant. Like I kind of like both things actually. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I agree that, you know, every, you know, you, you have the right to decide whether you want kids or not, but it's like, when you take a look at Penny and Leonard together as a couple, you can tell that they would make great parents. And especially since you could, I could also tell, even though they didn't really talk much about it, you know, because of the relationship that Leonard had with his mom, I wanted to see him have a kid because I knew that he would be the parent that he always wanted his mother and father to be to him. Mm-hmm. And when Penny says, I don't want to have kids, I mean, again, in the real world, a woman has the right to want to have kids or not have kids. But I just felt really angry and upset for Leonard because, you know, Leonard was this guy that was just true to her, to her, true to her, true to his friends. He bent over backwards for her, you know, it's just me. It's just me. Like I was really, I was just a little upset with the fact that that's, that she just didn't want them. But when they, but the news is when she found out that she was pregnant, like she had no issue. Like she was excited. Yeah. And it creates conflict in this finale. So you have Leonard telling Sheldon uh, that she's pregnant and he says, I promise you're not going to get what she has. And, uh, and then Sheldon says, any idiot can have a baby. And Leonard says, you are a selfish jerk to hell with you and your Nobel prize. So it's a pretty strong conflict. And, you know, it gets to the conflict uh, of, of the show because, because people have conflict with their friends, like that's a thing. And so, uh, you know, that, I, that felt, cause you knew all along that they would be there for each other they would work through each other but you know it was it was definitely uh some you know conflict for the episode and uh you know and sheldon kind of has to realize that uh that how important his friends are because he's creating this speech and he's gonna get back at everybody who didn't believe in him and all of this stuff and and so that's sort of the start of his kind of journey what did you think of the fact that sarah michelle geller was had her little cameo do you think that was funny well, i'm glad that i'm glad you threw that out there because i loved the fact that this show throughout its 12 years managed to give us so many 
geekish pop culture icons throughout the entire show. I mean, I still remember, I believe the first one was Summer Glau from Firefly yeah. Yeah. in the Terminator movies. But, you know, throughout the show, you had LeVar Burton, you had Bill, oh, Bob Newhart. Oh, oh yeah, he was Bob great. Newhart on the show. What? What? <laughs> he was my favorite. I mean, Bill Nye. You had Stephen Hawking, who him yeah. and Sheldon. That's one of the best parts of the whole show. But I just thought that getting Sarah Michelle Gellar was was twofold. It was one last bit of fan service to get one more nerd pop culture icon thing, and also just a great thing. <laughs> for the sake of having Sheldon say something funny during the speech, because you know that that is exactly what Sheldon would do. And he's saying the speech, he's doing great. And they just, is that Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I was like, oh, there you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite of all of the cameos became kind of a supporting role almost is, was definitely Will Wheaton. I, especially yeah. the, the first episode with Will Wheaton when they're playing in the, in the tournament are is i don't know if that's the first i think it's the first but that whole one was hilarious and just somebody yeah. who just does not care about for at all that one was great <laughs> well, yeah even stan lee was on the show too mm -hmm. and yeah. my wife and my wife always says this two actual members of america's next top model season cast were actually on the episode when oh, howard right. was looking for the house which was also really funny yeah, they did, I don't know, there was just something about getting, and not just that, all the famous faces that they got to play characters like siblings and parents, like, I mean, we've already touched on Christine Briansky and um, well, Laurie Metcalf, but uh, Jerry O'Connell as Georgie, Sheldon's brother, that was really cool. Mm -hmm. um, Brian George as uh, Raj's father, that's also really great. Well, they also had tons of scientists. They actually had a scientist who was the uh, a scientific advisor, and they would, according to the uh, audio commentaries, they would uh, just leave sort of sections in the uh, in the script and just say insert science here or whatever. And yeah. then they had the guy who would. Yeah. Who kind of, uh, and I I even love the very very pilot when Sh Sheldon is just super proud of his board. I don't know. I always thought that was so funny. Here's my board. And then the, the whole formula, that's just a joke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. That's really funny. And so, yeah, yeah, they, and they had people like Bill Gates and Steve Wozniak and, yeah. and uh, you know, so not all just sort of actors or pe people from shows and stuff, but also people from science, people from, they have had, they had, um, oh, what's his name? Neil deGrasse Tyson mm -hmm. was on a, a number of times, uh, just a ton of people. Plus, yeah, the supporting role is really fun. I, you know, I like the, in this, the, um, the, uh, Dean or whatever he is, yeah. <laughs> he's like we describe them as quirky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even in the last, even in the last season, we had for that small amount of episodes, you had Sean Astin and uh, Cal yeah. Penn, and um, oh, the Regina best King was always funny as the yeah. head of human resources. So that was good. Yeah, and you had um, I loved um, Jude Law ended up the uh, not Jude Law, Judd Hirsch was um leonard's father loved that too and i loved oh the best the best of all the parents teller amy's dad yeah <laughs> love the fact love the fact that they got teller because 
if you're going to try and make Teller do what he does in his routine with someone who's not Penn Jillette, oh yeah, you get Kathy Bates. Absolutely yeah. perfect. Very true. And so then uh, we do get a scene where Stuart is describing what happened to poor Allie on the stairs. And I thought that was pretty funny. And, yeah. <laughs> and they just, it gets more, they get more and more traumatized. Yeah. Um, she goes, that was pretty good. And, uh, and then, but everybody's decide we're going to leave. And Sheldon says, everyone is being incredibly selfish. Amy says, you would be the authority on the subject. And I, and she says, they are ban they are abandoning us because you broke their hearts. And he says, I didn't mean to. And that's the core of why you like Sheldon. Yeah, exactly. Because that, because you know something, this is Sheldon being Sheldon in top form because he's upset over the fact that all of these people who are his friends, they're trying, he feels that they're trying to steal his moment. He feels that they're being the bad friends. That's really what it comes down to. But especially considering the fact that he was planning to write a speech where he was going to get back at everybody that made fun of him or said that he couldn't do anything. You know, the fact that he felt that his core group of friends were doing that exact same thing. And again, that's why Amy is such a great character because she also makes him realize that sometimes they're not the bad guys in this situation. Sometimes you're the bad guy and you just don't know you are because it's just because you're Sheldon. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And so then she, you know, she kind of explains that to him, shocks about it. And, uh, and then we find out of course that they are going to stay and because they do love him and you hear Leonard say that he's been kind of our practice kid, which is, was fun. And I did like the scene with <laughs> Penny and the pickled herring. <laughs> Yeah, that was very, that was funny. That was very that was, funny. That's funny. Uh, and so, and then we get their speeches and Amy says, I would just like to take this moment to say to all the young girls out there who dream about science as a profession, go for it. It's the greatest job in the world. And if anybody tells you, you can't, don't listen, which was a fun, nice moment. Yeah, I also want to make a very important statement here. I feel that if anybody believes that that is supposed to be a political moment or an ultra-feminist moment, I highly disagree. Yeah. Because you want to know something? She made that speech, but think about it. You had Melissa Rauch playing Bernadette and Amy played by Mayim Bialik. You had them on this show since seasons three and four. So you basically have seen brilliant scientific women on this show for so long. Just the fact that one of them, and you want to know something? That is the speech that almost every single woman who wins a Nobel Prize will probably say because it's true that girls, unfortunately, are talked out of the sciences. And they, because people believe that it's when that it's not feminine, but I disagree because there are proud women out there that are scientists and doctors and, you know, teachers are great too, but women just like men can be anything they want to be. And the fact that she had the ability to make this speech on a grand stage 
is just because of the fact, you know, I did it, you can do it too. And in yeah. real life, you know, this is also Mayim Bialik making this speech as Mayim Bialik to an extent because that's exactly what she is. She's a scientist. Yeah, and I mean, I think that, that I don't know, feminism or uh, those kind of moments only have a problem when they're not authentic to the character. This was exactly. completely natural to somebody accepting an award. Exactly. Uh, that, <laughs> and so I, I had no no problem with that. I thought it was great. Yeah, and I absolutely. think it was great for, and for girls to hear. And so I have no problem with that. It was good. It was a nice moment for, yes. for her and her character. Mm -hmm. um, and then Sheldon gets up and uh, he... He says, uh, this honor doesn't just belong to me. I wouldn't be up here if it weren't for some very important people in my life. And he talks about his mother, his father, his mima, all of that. And then uh, he says, my other fan, and then there's my other family. I was under a, uh, I was under a misapprehension that my accomplishments were mine alone. Nothing could be further from the truth. I have been encouraged, sustained, inspired, and tolerated not only by my wife, but by the greatest group of friends anyone ever had. And then he introduces them all. He kind of breaks the news that Penny is pregnant. And uh, he had a nice callback to the pilot, which was fun. Yes. He says, he says, I apologize if I haven't been the friend you deserve, but I want you to know in my way, I love you all. And I love you too, Amy. That's what he says to Amy. He says, I love you. And it was just really perfect. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I, this is exactly what I'm going to say. That moment basically turned this into our generation's cheers. You know? Because I have you the series finale of Cheers had this beautiful moment between Sam and Norm, who were played by Ted Danson and George Went. It was such a beautiful ending to the show. And that moment where Sheldon makes that beautiful speech and the fact that he actually asks all of them to stand up, which was sort of like the cast signing off. Mm -hmm. That's basically what it felt like. And I also, and, and everybody says the best part of that speech was when he called Howard astronaut Howard Wolowitz, finally giving him the credit that he deserves from Sheldon. Beautiful. And it, it was everything you wanted to hear it really was and it was just the perfect way to end the show there couldn't have been a better ending yeah yeah and then we just get this little scene with the sort of a, a slower version of this of the theme song with them eating which was such a theme of the, of the show they're always getting takeout i swear they uh, but uh, with them eating at the apartment and it was just really sweet and I just was so happy and I thought it, it was so nice and I think that sometimes people think that we want to we want something sort of startling or surprising or whatever uh, they they get too cute with things and when we really don't what we want in a series finale is we just want to know that our characters that we've been following are safe they're you know they're care they're gonna be okay <laughs> and and then we can go and move on with our lives <laughs> like that's yeah, we don't I, want some yeah really exactly. bold ending i don't know 
You know, exactly. And that's, again, that's why I linked this show's series finale with Cheers, because the very last line of the Cheers series finale was basically someone knocking at the door of the bar and Sam says, sorry, we're closed. So it's like the next day he's going to open the bar again. And, and you're absolutely right. Like a lot of series finales have had some true life-changing events take place. Like the last, uh, one of the best series finales that I remember watching was the series finale of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when when Phil and Vivian sell their house to move to the East Coast where all their kids are going and Will's going to stay home. He's going to stay in Bel Air. And the last moment is basically him looking at the hallway of an empty house. But that's a big change. That little moment with Ed Robertson, I believe his name is, singing the theme song to the Big Bang Theory with an acoustic guitar, just showing them sitting around Leonard and Penny's apartment, eating and laughing and having a good time. It was basically saying it's like, even though we won't see what's going to happen next week, they're still going to be here. Like yeah. we all are going to feel like they never left. Like nothing major happened. They just, ama- they got the, Sheldon and Amy got the Nobel prize and between you and me and probably everybody watching, I had a feeling that at the end of the series, Sheldon was going to win the Nobel prize just yeah. because he had such a drive for it. But at the end, they were all still good friends. Who knows where it's going to go with, I, I mean, I was still, I think we said this earlier, but, I was a little upset with Raj and the fact that the story didn't end. Like, he didn't really have uh, as happy of an ending as everybody did. I mean, like, my wife and I said this the other day. It was like, isn't it weird the fact that Raj didn't end up with someone and yet Stuart actually ended up with somebody? I mean, we were very happy that Stuart ended up with Denise, but we just felt that that was one of the few things that we would have liked to see at the mm-hmm. end. We wanted, to see, we wanted Raj to be happy, too. We yeah. did. But... He's happiest when he's with his friends. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's another thing that I have realized. I think that they uh, did a similar. It was it felt sort of similar to. I'm not the biggest Friends fan in the world, but I really think it had a great finale. Uh, just <clears throat> the sense of everybody's moving on. Everybody you know, p- puts their key down, leaves the apartment, and it's just a, a really great little moment. I wanted to particularly talk about what we saw in the Young Sheldon show which yes. I have not watched the Young Sheldon show, yeah. uh, but I did watch the clip from, from before. From yeah. One of, one of the few things I want people to know is that if you're not watching Young Sheldon, you really should because it is basically the Big Bang Theory meets the Wonder Years. And it's so cute to see Sheldon just turning into the Sheldon that we know, especially since... Um, you know, Jim Parsons is narrating the show as well, but it's got such a great cast. And my favorite cast member of the show, without a doubt, is Annie Potts playing Mima. She is a riot on the show, but also the little girl that they got to play Sheldon's twin sister, Missy, is fantastic. It's just got a great group of characters, and to see how this family functions is absolutely precious. And I loved how in the last two seasons, or maybe even just the last season, how they really tied young Sheldon and the Big Bang Theory together through the Big Bang Theory. But the season finale of young Sheldon this year was such a heartwarming thing because basically it's also 
on the day that the Nobel Prizes are being given out, and Sheldon is trying to get a whole bunch of people to come to his house and listen to the announcements, and that's when he realizes that people that are even his friends are just not interested in this and he feels alone he feels that there's nobody out there that shares his commonality and it was all and he wanted a specific award to be given to neutrinos and they ended up going to the discovery of quarks and he basically says at that moment i realized i remembered that quarks functioned because they coupled, they were with people, and neutrinos were singular. And he said, at that moment, I felt like a neutrino because I felt that I was always going to be alone. And then you hear the famous song from the Supremes, Someday We'll Be Together, and you see Leonard, Penny, Raj, Howard, Bernadette, and Amy all in their rooms, doing their own little things. Some are sleeping, some are doing other things, but I love that Leonard is also, a little Leonard, like a tiny little Leonard, is listening to the Nobel Prizes and you hear his mother say, Leonard, dear, you should be in bed. And just like, oh, it was just so beautiful just to see all of, the, all of these famous characters that we've loved for the last 12 years as little kids, not even thinking in their wildest dreams because some of them were actually dreaming at that moment. They never would have thought that they were going to end up being together as a group of friends. And the best part is the last line is after you see all the kids, Sheldon says, thankfully I was wrong. It yeah. was so beautiful. It was, it was a nice little tribute to big bang theory, but young Sheldon, has been renewed for two seasons already. So we're gonna be getting four seasons so far. And Ian Armitage who plays young Sheldon is brilliant. If you haven't watched it, you must, because if you're a Big Bang Theory fan, you're going to truly appreciate this show. I highly, I cannot recommend it enough. It's wonderful. That's really cool. Yeah, it is such a sweet scene. So sweet. I loved little details, like the fact that Amy was reading Little House on the Prairie. Uh, there were yeah, there were just a lot of really cute moments and oh, the, that was fun. The fact that they got a recording of Le of uh, Howard's mom, yeah, yeah, hear her yelling at Howard, and you see the little magic kid. It's just like, and and I love the and and one of the few things that was that my wife was very happy about was the fact that they actually made sure that it was daytime when you saw Raj because we had to remember he was still living in India at the moment. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. The sweater vest, and Leonard had the little robe, <laughs> and you saw Penny sprawled out on her bed, like snoring with her mouth open. Because I'm like, oh my god, this, this, this brought so people. I saw, I watched this clip on YouTube, and you got to see the comments on the Big Bang Theory YouTube page uh, for that specific young Sheldon scene. Everybody was just like so happy to see it. Yeah. It was really, really good. So definitely check that out. Definitely recommend it. So uh, how can people follow you on social media or on your channel? Uh, okay. Well, the best thing is to just check me out on YouTube. You can find me at my channel, The Lawn Gnome. Just 
drop a comment. My Twitter link is also in all of my videos. So if you follow me on Twitter, please feel free to say hello. Let me know that you're following me. Let me know that you watched my videos. Just know that I'm willing to talk about everything and anything. I will even be willing to debate if there are things that I say in my videos that I do that people don't agree with. And Rachel is one of those people who debates with me on a constant basis about a great deal of things. But we have so much fun doing it. That's the most important thing. We do. We really do. And uh, yeah, we have, I, I think, a healthy respect for each other's uh, opinions and ideas. And it, that's what makes it fun. Absolutely. And so definitely, definitely follow Steve's channel. You won't regret it. Follow him on social media. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, and on Rotten Tomatoes, and on iTunes, YouTube, all over the place. If you're listening on iTunes, if you could uh, give your ratings and reviews for the podcast sure appreciate it and if you are listening if you're watching on youtube if you give us a thumbs up i really appreciate that as well subscribe to this channel and if you have any other shows that you'd like our opinions on hey put in the comment section maybe we'll check it out and because yeah. this was a lot of fun i really enjoyed talking about this and uh, let us know what you thought of the finale did you like it uh and um yeah that would be great in the comment section and uh yeah you can follow me also at hallmarkies podcast all over everywhere and so check that out as well and thanks again i really appreciate it and yeah we'll definitely have to talk again soon take care everybody okay bye